The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Cheers to episode four. Uh, uh, basically a month's worth of podcast. Like I said, we're yeah. committed to things. So, um, I'm just going to say right off the bat, what I've been thinking of nonstop lately. I don't know about you, but I just downloaded the game The Witness by uh, Jonathan Blow. I got it on PlayStation. And uh, it's been fucking taking over the way I look at the world. Uh, for those of you that don't know, it's a it's a puzzle game that's very similar uh, visually to the game Mist, where you're stuck on an island and you have to go around basically just solving puzzles. And what what seems like a game that I thought I would be really fucking bored with, uh, it's got me obsessed with it. Uh, you recently got it, Kyle. Yeah, I got it a couple days ago, I guess. No, it doesn't have its hooks in me quite as much as it seems to have in you. I'm not, uh, you're texting me, like, pictures of lamps that look like puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, like, today Greg was like, uh, I got this Chewbacca lunch kit. And he, he brought it out to me. I was like, I walked up to her. I was like, so I would start there. <laughs> like, I was just going around all these squares. I, I saw these puzzles. <clears throat> but no, um, I find it a really rewarding game in the sense that I've, not felt that rewarded while playing a game in like since the first time I played Ocarina of Time or something. Yeah, it definitely gives you back what you put into it. You know, it's uh, super frustrating at times when you're stuck on something and you just don't know how to get by it. But then the next ten minutes from then, you might feel like a genius when you finally clue yeah. into what it is, and you feel like, holy shit, I'm the smartest guy ever. I'm learning so much, and I don't know. It's really interesting. I I think it's a really interesting example for games like being able to show you like a good inside of someone's like for lack of a better word genius yeah like obviously Jonathan Blow is a pretty smart dude coming up with all those puzzles and everything and it's not made entirely by himself but yeah. let's say he did it is a small it. team yeah I think it was under like like maybe around five people or something like that yeah and I always think it's like hard in a book or something to show that someone's smart other than like <laughs> It's a well-written book, or, and like, you're like it brings up new ideas for me. But it's not really like an example of how smart that person is. You know? It makes you feel smart in like this weird false way, where you're like, Oh, I read about Sherlock Holmes, he's so smart, it makes me feel smart. <laughs> but this is like a real example of like you learning, albeit a completely useless skill in the real world, like learning stuff. You know, like, you definitely... But yeah, Greg, you haven't actually played the game yet, but you've watched it. What's your opinion on it? 
Well, I don't, know. I don't feel like you guys did a really good job explaining what the game's about, or like really explaining the game. You're just how like, how oh. would you explain it by not even playing it and only watching it? Okay, it's it, basically it's the plot to the game Lost. I mean, like, <laughs> the, the TV lost? the TV show Lost. So like, you know, you're on this island. Your character seems pretty androgynous. Like you just see its shadow, and you know you can't tell if it's a guy or a girl. There, you know, there's like the only people you see are statues, and they seem to be like almost if they were turned into statues, like really quickly like they're stuck in motion so we're gonna have a bit of spoiler alerts for those who haven't played I'm, the game well, yeah, I'm not really just, there's no spoilers really. this is what you there, maybe this is I don't the know the discovery of everything but are you like what I find intriguing like, and I've never, I haven't played it is like I'm already curious to, to what this whole universe is like I want to know what's going on like you have there's no explanation and then these puzzles that they're talking about like I don't know they're really strange because mm. Well, I, I love There's the no idea that, how to the, solve it. that the game is completely non-verbal, uh, other than like the audio. Oh, see, so yeah, there's another thing. Yeah, yeah like, so I haven't even found an audio log yet. Have you not? Not, not a single audio log. I really. That is really interesting to me because I read a, a thread on Reddit being like, "I'm 400 puzzles deep out of the just over 500 there are. Haven't found a single audio log. So, do you even know what you're looking for?" Uh, I saw you pick one up the first time I saw the game, and, and like I heard one play. So I know like what they that they exist. I don't really know what they look like. Have you like found any environmental puzzles yet? I've found puzzles that are affected by the environment, but I wouldn't say I found one that's like not well, not where you like the land makes no a puzzle. No, I haven't found any of those. Yet. So, so that's funny because like I would consider you ahead in the game, but I've found probably twenty. Of these environmental puzzles, yeah, see, which like, all do their own thing, which I, to this know. point, don't know <laughs> what the fuck they do. I mean, see, that's kind of weird. Just sort of just like thinking about like games that are fun because you don't understand the plot. Yeah, right. Like I don't know. There were some of those other weird indie games we were playing on the PS4. I don't know what they were called. You're like that little kid guiding that demon soul out of purgatory or something. You got yeah. the stick, the kid with the little helmets, and all you do is jump and yell. Are you oh. thinking of uh, Just the Binding of Eco? Isaac? Eco. Eco. Oh. Remember that game? No, I never played that one. No, I yeah, like that did. too. We played it. Oh, yeah. the the, the Japanese a, puzzle game. Yeah, there's a little yeah. shadow. No, that yeah, it, right, like, it, it's very similar to that in the like, sense that it's very stylistic and yeah. um, innovative puzzles. But just I never like, actually played Eco. I gave, I lent you guys that game. I only played the other part, the Shadows of Colossus part. That's also they're very similar. Yeah. But again, like coming back around to this, like I just read that. Well, who makes the Demon Souls games? Uh, from Software. Yeah, like I don't know. And there, there's like a couple of those games, right? Demon Souls and Dark Souls and possibly Bloodborne. something else. Yeah, I haven't played any of those. Well, they just announced. I like, heard they're like very difficult. Well, and again, yeah, so they, I've just stayed away. They don't explain much of the story to you in the game. Like it's all open to interpretation. But right now they have like a short story contest where if you successfully write the plot to that game, there's like a ten thousand dollar reward. Yeah, that the story is because it's are. open to so much interpretation as to like, but I guess that they there is a story that they know what it is. They just haven't really explained it all that well, or I, I mean, and as, as much as they wanted. Have to. you got any sort of a grasp on a story in The Witness? Uh, no, no, no idea. Well, especially because you haven't heard an audio log, so you no, no, no. So what I've gathered gathered from the audio logs is that spoilers. different people spoilers. Different people have come to this island throughout time. Because there's... Everyone's dated, and the years vary by hundreds of years. Not okay. hundreds, maybe maybe from like... Like, um... 
The audio logs are left from other people. But also, I think they're quotes at well, the yeah, same time. I, I thought they were quotes, is what I'd heard, or read about it. See, I yeah, said, they're quotes. They, they are quotes, because... But they're still narrated by people. And everyone's a different voice, I've found so okay. far. Okay. Because well, some are by women, some are by men. Yeah, so you think they're like... The person on the island quoting... Well, there, there's uh, obviously were multiple people on this island. At some point. Or, oh, yeah, and, like, someone had to make it. Ooh, yeah, like, like, being on the island, the longer you are, so you just turn into stone. See, you're really hooked on the whole turning into stone idea. That's which, a, I, who knows, these could yeah. be... They, they could be, um... Like, some... Statues. Yeah. yeah. Just left there for... Someone intrigued. Have you seen any of the big optical illusions? There's some where, like, from, like, if you stand basically in the game, like, hundreds of meters away, one entire side of the island turns into, like, a body... Oh, no, I haven't seen that at There's all. There's tons of beautiful stuff like that where it's not even a puzzle, it's just rewarding to look at. Yeah, so for me, basically, I did the, I got, you can kind of track your progress in the game through beams of light, which sounds weird, but I have two beams of light, but I really only, like, I got those quickly, and I've just started exploring. Like, I did those. Yeah, see, I did a lot of exploring before I focused on any yeah. of the puzzles. Yeah, see, I've been just like, oh, I want to get a few of these down so that I have, like, because I found so many puzzles I didn't understand just letting a quick walk around so I was like oh, I'm going to focus and start learning what some of these might mean well that's a and good idea but I, there are areas where you learn the language of the area but then you get to a point where they incorporate the language from another area into that puzzle yeah. and if you don't know that language you're yeah, fucked yeah, yeah. you have to go to that area and learn that Yeah. so I'm kind of stuck right now I need to go to one area and really understand how that language works yeah. Because I'm at three different areas where that language is incorporated into the puzzles, and I'm just fucked. I have no idea what to do. Yeah. I, I, I've gone... I've cleared, like, the two areas where I got a light, and I did another area where it led to nothing, seemingly. Like, I cannot I, I've got it. to a few of those. I feel like those are tutorials. Yeah. Well, like, I found those ones where you're... They definitely seem like tutorials. They're just panels that do nothing. Like, they don't light up more and there And there's some that lead to, like, pictures. Yeah, uh, I've entered some, like, rooms where all there is is a picture, basically a diagram of a puzzle. And I, I took a photo of it because I feel like it's going to be important later. Yeah. See, I have one that I finished and it just led to, like, what looked like a, like an artist's drafting table or something. What's like, a... I don't know what the hell. Like, I couldn't figure out anything. Well, yeah, I, I got to, the, like, the heart one. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, exactly. Yeah, where yeah. you get up to, the like, by the windmill there. Yeah. And it's just a picture of a heart. Yeah. It's like... In tree branches. Is this supposed to be philosophical or is this a puzzle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what's some of your guys' uh, favorite puzzle games from like back in the day till now? Well, um, I mean, old ones. I still think Tetris is awesome. Of course, yeah. Uh, yeah. But actually, like a more modern one, and it's still one of my favorite games ever, is Portal and Portal Two. Yeah, the, that was really innovative in this style. Yeah, and I, I just... I and it's something it has, like, a great the story. The tutorial and, like, the way they taught you to play the game was really good, where it got hard, but you still had all the knowledge to solve all the puzzles. Yeah, you know? they slowly teach you Show something you how the about physics this new mechanic. Work. And, like, yeah. Well, what about you, Greg? What's some of your fav favorite puzzle games? Yeah, like, I don't know. I really... Like, Uncharted? <laughs> well, that's... Yeah. I mean, there oh, are puzzles yeah. in that game. Right. They, they are kind of fun. They're, yeah. they're not necessarily hard, the puzzles I found. No, I, I found the action part of that game was more hard, the, the shoot 'em up. Part yeah, of it. I don't know. That's that's a game that I don't 
I like those games, but I've neither part of those. I don't like. They don't have that great of environmental puzzles, and then they don't have that great of shooting. Like they that, have a cool story though. Like that I like, grasped me. It's like I just want to be. See, for a mix like, of action and puzzle solving, uh, the Zelda games were always my favorite. Yeah. See. Uh, yeah. I'm, and I'm, like that game itself has a language of puzzles that they have brought through every single game since the beginning. Hmm. It's like, well, this is the the puzzles where like you have to use multiple levels and push stones and like after a while they don't have to explain to you that you have to move the stone yeah like three thing. games later you, you know just that, know yeah. that that's how it works i find that non-verbal communication really cool i wish that i'd gotten into some of the zelda games like it's a it's a fantasy world that i wouldn't want to get into. you never no i remember i got my n64 like when it came out i got goldeneye legend of zelda and i was like i'm set for the rest of my life as a kid I sucked ass at Legend of Zelda. I, I, I did too. I watched my dad play it and he beat it. Yeah, I could like, as an adult now, like you go back and play, I'm like, why did I suck so bad at this? But I, I think it was just being young and being like kind of growing up on games that were a little bit more tell you what to do. Yeah, the second like, that you have to figure something out on your own, I was like, whoa, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> like, they don't tell you really, like, unless you talk to a bunch of random people and do a lot of wandering, where the hell are you supposed to be going? And like, uh, Especially in the early games. The early ones had a, a huge lock of direction, but luckily the maps weren't that big. Yeah. So you didn't spend, you didn't waste that much time trying to figure out where to go. And there's problems with the later ones, like Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. Those are the ones on Wii, and like the biggest complaint for those games was that like, there's like a three-hour tutorial on those. But yeah. They explain like way too much. You're like, fuck off! I know how to swing a sword. Yeah. And like that, there's a horse, and I ride it. Like let's. Yeah. Let's don't don't, don't patronize your player. Yeah, like there's got to be a happy medium of like good games. And that's what's beautiful about The Witness is the whole, you start the game, there's no communication between you and the game other than playing it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's like a in like a tutorial through gameplay is always better. It's like Super Mario, first one, you know, they don't tell you to jump on the Goomba. No. But the first thing you have to do in that is jump either on or over that Goomba. And you figure it yeah. out pretty yeah, damn yeah. quickly. Like one try. You're it's like, survival, okay. you know? Yeah. <laughs> You either die right away, and the next time, unless you're a complete moron, you jump. <laughs> well, that's just it. <laughs> and they, that's a puzzle of its own. It's a really simple puzzle, but... Yeah. And well, that one... Gaming you. kind of starts in some form from puzzles. Like all Yeah, a little... Like, like, like yeah. What's Problem solving, anyway, yeah. Yeah. What's like the first game? Pong? <laughs> no. No, probably something before that. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't first know. One I'll, I'll, I'll Google that right now. It's, uh... No, we can't start answering questions I now. I can't think of what the hell it is. It's called, like, Space Combat or... Fuck, it's like something like Space Fighty. And I can't think of the damn name of it. Like, Before Asteroids? Yeah. And I can't think of it. It was like a... What's, what do you got there? Tennis for Two, maybe, is another one? That might have been it. Well, what I got here is physicist Willie... Higginbotham invents the first video game at the Brookhaven National Laboratory in Upton, New York. His game, a table tennis-like game, was played on an oscilloscope. Steve, so, yeah, Steve Russell, student at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, creates Space War. Yeah, the Space first War interactive the computer game. So and it's, then the it's other called one Space War, but it sounds like it's really similar to Pong. Well, no, I think there's so the, table first, tennis -like. the, the first one, there, there's, I think those are talking about two separate games. The Tennis for Two, the table tennis one, was the oscilloscope one, and then the other one was the Space Wars, or whatever it is, which was, I think... 
Well, yeah, no, they're ta- they are talking about two different games. Yeah. That one's the first one that's... As far it as does I the first one just not have a title? Uh, yeah, I think it was, like, later Call of Tennis for Two or something like that. But it, it's, like, gone from history. Like, you can't play that game. Yeah. The oscilloscope well, isn't what around it, anymore. What is that? It was just... It's basically, like, a... An early projector. Yeah, like, it was... Well, yeah, it was not even that. It was, like, a played-on early computers, which didn't oh, okay. even really have, like, monitors and shit. Like, they're, like, it's a different <laughs> thing. Salts you know? are actually <laughs> being printed out. There's yeah, just, I don't like, know a, exactly. like, a, a green a and good, a red light. There's a good <laughs> a documentary on Netflix that talks about it. Oh, yeah? Uh, which I wish I could remember the name of right now. But if you just check... There's, like, a, the old... Uh, there's that Atari documentary on there, and then another one, like, it's just the history of video games. And they talk about that. Um... But yeah, the first one that I think most people played would have been uh, Pong, right? Like, first, you get your first home computer, like, in an Atari. Did you ever Atari. actually play, like, an original Atari? No, I never had one. Have you ever seen one? Yeah. Did you guys own an NES growing up? Uh, I, I didn't own one. My, there was one at my grandma's Yeah, no, house. yeah, I think we talked uh, about NES. this on an earlier podcast. We talked about it on one we didn't put out. Oh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was my mom's... Uh, Super or Nintendo, like the one with the orange gun. Yeah, it had an orange. Well, for Duck Hunter. Yeah, yeah. This, 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 I thought it was just like the, the Nintendo. Well, Nintendo yeah. Entertainment no, System. N- yeah, Nintendo Entertainment the System. NES. Oh, that's what. The, oh man. It's yeah, I'm such title. a bad. Like, I'm not a gamer, man. Huh. I'm out of my element. You are though. <laughs> you get really into video games. Like, Where I don't consider myself a gamer either, but the witness is definitely oh, yeah. proving that wrong right now. Well, yeah, like I don't know the ga- word gamer. It's weird that people even put them like. There's no name for that for someone who reads books. You know, I read books. I don't read books every day or necessarily every week, but I still know how to read. You know, there's not like, you don't call people who read books readers and you don't call someone who listens to I've music a music, you know, like, you know. Oh no, the people do have terms Yeah, but exactly. Like but yeah, for we, some reason with gamer, there's like this division of like, unless you're playing them every day, then you don't belong to a I feel like the, bi- uh, when dumb. someone, when someone gets labeled as a gamer, I feel like people are thinking more online play. Like something that plays online against people all the time. I always think of like first person shooters. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I really just think like of it people just... who are aggressive with gaming. Like they take the fun out of it. Yeah, that's like stupid. I'm gonna rape your mom. Like I you. would just consider myself like, <laughs> uh, like uh, it'd be better to just say like you're a games enthusiast or something. <laughs> that sounds awful too. But that's like see, I, I also feel like a douchebag hipster when I say that I like video games because I really only like indie games and underground games. I really just like Bethesda. Well, there, there you See, go. where you're the opposite. You're the polar opposite. Yeah, like, I just want to play Bethesda games. Well, that's not, like, it's not and really... And Star Wars the, Like, there's just, like, just like there's different genres, people like in music, like, you, you wouldn't no. consider yourself not a fan of music if you just ignored a certain genre, right? <laughs> no, like, but I'm not, talking about, I'm not like. talking about yeah. genre, I'm talking about, like, level of production. But so, but I guess it does apply with the same way I look at music is the same way I do look Some at video games. Some people only listen I to I do like music. underground. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. And maybe, maybe I'm just a hipster douchebag. <laughs> no, well, it's just you like you that, just like, like experimental so that you part that I just like... Sh- yeah. You're just like, you don't get it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I've no... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, just, you like the experimental part. Yeah. Of, yeah, I, I like do the like the experimental part. Well, you made thinking outside the box, being different. Yeah. Okay. And that's easily applicable and to I, indie I, games. Yeah. I like both. Like, I'll play a ridiculous, over-the-top shooter... And enjoy it, but then I'll also go play like, you know, Braid or. Uh, See, like I that. haven't played Braid yet, which is Jonathan Blow's first game, the creator of the Witness. I don't know if it's his first, but it's his it's previous his more, game. Yeah, it's, yeah. 
Um, have you played it? Yeah. Have you beat it? Uh, no. I don't think I beat it. I, don't it, I heard it's hard as hell. It gets weird, and there's a lot of different endings to it. There's like, I think it'll happen to both of us eventually with The Witness. Yeah, I heard like there's your, multiple endings for The Witness, Your soft ending, too. and then like your, your final complete, like, I did everything ending. Yeah. And that's a, uh, something I probably won't do. I don't... Well, he made, a, he made a tweet saying, it got really controversial, that there's a puzzle in the game only 1% of the players will solve. That's likely, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean... That's Especially with that environmental stuff, like you have to be literally standing in the right place, yeah. pointing in the right direction to solve this and puzzle. And you look at even like, and that's likely has something to do with a hundred percenting that game. That like most people just don't do that. Yeah. So what people are, like, what if, there, that, there's that puzzles that you like, don't need to do. There's eight hundred and something puzzles in this game. But does, does so you know he's he quoted it at five hundred plus, which makes me think it's less than five hundred and fifty. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, then you would have said 550 plus. I had heard numbers like 8, but... Hmm. No, he said in yeah. multiple interviews... Well, that's still a fucking lot. And I feel like I've, I've done... done like I feel like I've done easily 150. Yeah. Because, like, I did one section, there were chunks of 10 puzzles in a row, and I did, like, four of them. It's like, well, I just did 40 puzzles in the last hour. Like, it's each panel, are you calling that one puzzle? Yeah. Yeah. Like, even if they're all connected? Yeah. Well, I'm calling it that. Maybe not. I don't know. I think each individual panel is considered one puzzle. When I start, I'm just going to start making little ticks. <laughs> right. Well, it tells well, you, actually. No. It tells oh. you how many you've done. Where does it tell just you? Just go to, like, load game, and it'll show your game save, and it'll tell you how many puzzles. Oh, really? Because that was really confusing me. When I went on Reddit, people were like, oh, I did this many puzzles, and I'm stuck. It's like, how the fuck do you know that? And I saw a bunch <laughs> of posts being like, the, the pond or the, the lake tells you certain things. Like, the lake tells you how many audio logs you got. The only thing I can tell from that is there's a bunch of boxes floating in the water. And I've got some where it's spurting up water. I'm thinking, well, maybe I got the audio log. Maybe. Who Who knows? knows? I don't know. I've tried not to spoil it for myself (laughs) by looking online, but I can't help it. Yeah, like, I've just heard from, like, other podcasts, like, listening to them, like, a little bit about the game. But they've all been really don't talk into it about much deeper than we are, right? Like, you don't want to well, spoil a panel. If it, it felt really cool, I went online and there was a thread being like, what does the the river puzzle do? Have you found that one? Where you go to the top of the mountain? Yeah, yeah, where I can change the flow of the river. Is that what you're doing? It looks like it. I don't how know. Did, how does it look like it? Oh, well, it looked like sense. something changed down in the river. No, it doesn't know. look like it, but uh, it doesn't. Know. I've done it and uh, yeah. nothing changes. Uh, I don't know then. But I went through the comments and no one would answer this guy. Everyone just kept saying over and over, let us know when you find out. <laughs> Smiley face. Just That's let us funny. know when you find out. That's and a thing that just made game. me so intrigued. Like, fuck. Uh, I like the community behind it, especially the, the Reddit, subreddit. Yeah, that's, like, it. it's something I don't want to look at. <laughs> I texted you earlier. It was a really funny image I found online. It was a picture of Jonathan Blow. And in quotes, it said, you have to separate the blacks from the whites. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's definitely... That's one of the, of the rules game. in the game. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a game about segregation. Separate yeah. but equal. That's Jonathan Blow's opinion on the world. <laughs> Man. <laughs> no. That would be really messed up if that was what the island was about. It's all about segregation. <laughs> I feel like it's a very philosophical game. There's multiple interpretations. 
Uh, so Greg, you're about to go see Deadpool in about like an hour and a half. Uh, are you going into it expecting it to be good or? Well, man, so many people. So there's a lot of hype and it's well, yeah, making it seem really lame to me. People, trusted sources have told me that they think I'm going to enjoy the movie. People, uh, people that have already seen it? Yeah. I saw it already. Oh, you have? Yeah, call it. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, so. then let's hear what you're expecting, then let's hear with no spoilers what, <laughs> yeah, how no you like it. Well, the best thing everyone that I've heard so far has said that it's fairly true to the comic source. So, I mean, what I'm expecting... Have you read a lot of Deadpool? I've read enough Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't I mean, read any. I've like, never read Deadpool comics. Or uh, a comic with Deadpool in it. Deadpool. Oh, really? So, yeah, that's, okay. I want to see like, You should see it then. I want to know. Like, when I was just collecting a shit ton of condoms, will it. A condom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was going to be a yeah. clip. Used and new. <laughs> when I was collecting comics, um, like, I was just getting them all willy nilly, right? And it's some comics you're collecting for the story arc and others that are just fun to read. Yeah. So, like, Batman Superman Team Up was a comic I enjoyed reading. Like, it wasn't part of a story arc, they were fun. I feel like that's De- Deadpool, a good though. superhero series. Yeah, like, you could just pick one it up. One night you can digest in one, in like five issues. At most, right? Yeah. It would be like, that would, you know, I was getting, whatever, that's, I'm getting off track. Uh, Deadpool, right? Like, that was one that you could just, oh, I, I'm kind of bored, that cover looks cool, I'm going to pick up this Deadpool. You know, you, if you know who he is, you can just read it. Yeah, Doesn't there's really gonna matter. be like some funny stuff. There's jokes always in consistency. It. Yeah, it's like crude. You're humor. entertained at least. Yeah, like the one thing I was always hoping for is that reading Deadpool, there's like because you're not going into Deadpool looking for a deep storyline. No, no, I want to be entertained as fuck. Yeah. And that's what you're gonna if you're making this bold feel, movie. And I feel like there's a lot of comics right now that are like kind of blurring those lines. Like Saga, I am looking for like a deep storyline, but, no, but at the same time, I'm just happy being entertained by it. But that's a different approach, right? Like. I mean, you're you're going into that with that mentality, just like you know, going in to see this Deadpool movie. If I laugh and have a good time through the movie, and I'm not offended by their portrayal of Deadpool, then it's a good go. And I could, I want to see multiple voices in his head. Pretty much the only thing I voices. I'm expecting from that movie is that I hope it's funny as fuck. Yeah, like it has to be hilarious. Well, and the, the good thing about this is that the creator of Deadpool has been working really closely with this film yeah and he approves and so i mean to give your child away and be happy with what it came back as i mean that's got to be so that's got to be what the fans want to hear so kyle you saw it Mm -hmm. uh without spoiling the movie for greg uh what's your opinion well uh i liked it i thought it was just a good fun (laughs) on the the kyle star meter how many uh stars does it get how many how Um, many katanas like I, like high. I, I mean, it's 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 really good. Stars. I don't know. Like out of ten. Know. What was you? Uh, I like a, a nice eight. I'd say. Oh, that's a fucking good movie. I I, I mean, I'm kind of actually scared now because I'm just. Thinking, I, I like your taste in movies. Here's so. without any spoilers or why I think it's good. So like Deadpool comics came out like at a time, or at least I started reading them at a time where like every comic book like was you know this kind of and it was because I was buying them like a gritty dark story like about a brooding character that's beating the crap out of everybody seeking yeah. vengeance yeah. he's muscle bound and basically invincible you know and Deadpool was a funny half of it it's talking about like fucking or some nonsense like just doing Movies. weird shit it was just you know crude humor for the sake of crude humor which is 
fine when it, that's what you're seeking it's like out. Watching so watching South Park. Yeah, exactly. And I enjoyed it for that. And this movie is coming out at the exact right time, I think, for that same stagnations happening with the movies. Like every Marvel, every DC thing is this like big, huge. We're saving the world problem, and you know everything's on the line, and my life is shitty, and being a hero sucks or whatever. Like they're all, Such it's all the same yeah. thing. And this is coming out and being more lighthearted, poking fun at itself, poking fun at the whole genre. Is it and, similar in style to Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, well, like, in the sense that it's funny, yeah. But I wouldn't say... Like, this is an R-rated movie it's, that uses that R-rated movie to the full extent. Well, yeah. the, the only thing I... Is there nudity? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Like, yeah. uh... That's kick, interesting. It's it, probably the first Marvel movie with nudity? Yeah, and, like, I mean, yeah, it's based on a Marvel film. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not a Marvel. Did Blade have nudity? Mm-hmm. I don't know if those are R-rated or not. But anyway, 18A, like it's, that's what that's candor yeah, rating. Yeah. I feel yeah. like rated R is probably yeah. what it was rated in the state. Well, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's definitely like it's coming out in a time that it's freshening up something that I was getting sick of. You know, like well, superhero movies. Yeah, like I'm always. Basically, I only go to theater, and it's my fault to see those movies because those are the big blockbuster movies. Well, I was just going to ask, what is your opinion? in general on superhero movies so I can compare it yeah to... like I think I go and I enjoy you know the big ones like I saw the first Avengers after seeing like you know all the other ones like it's, it was cool to see all these characters I knew from comics on screen so I had that like anticipation where I, I just really wanted to see them on screen now through the second cycle you see the second Thor I'm like eh, it's, it really gives a shit second Captain America was good but I didn't really care as much as like the first time you saw him on screen and stuff and now it getting into like Marvel's third phase and everything, uh, I just I was getting tired of them. But you know, there's good ones, but they're not all great. And the like nostalgia's worn off for just seeing them. But I think in this one, it's just like I don't know, it breathes life into it. it you know, it's, yeah, like it, it I, I, I know what you're saying. I'm getting sick of the point of it's like, well, a big part of being a fanboy. Like, 50% of my life is defending the things that I like, you know? And it's almost just like, how do you like this? It's so silly, you know? And to say, you know, it's like, oh, I really like Captain America. And I did enjoy these movies, to be honest. Mm. You know, it's like, I don't want to have to defend why I like these things. And to be honest, Deadpool seems that everyone is willing to just jump on board. And I don't want to be like, oh, it's like a bandwagon we can jump on board. But it's, you don't have to be a huge fan of the comic industry for a long time or... Yeah, Deadpool. So like, it's like, movies. yeah, you can just. Well, that's at this the point, point you, you can just, be you can be a big fan of the movies, and you would have been a fan for a long time. You know, it's been what was it, two thousand eight oh, that Iron Man came out, so you could be watching these movies for, you know, coming eight on years eight years. Is a long time that's to a say, long time yeah, to be you're a fan of fan Marvel of and know a fair amount about the lore just through those yeah. movies. So this, I probably feel like, like, I'm a comic book fan. Like I would not dispute that I don't think either of you guys would dispute I'm a mm. fucking comic book fan I'm a comic book writer yeah you collect and but I feel like there's probably people out there who have never read a comic book that know more about the Marvel lore than I do oh fuck yeah and I've yeah, actually yeah. read a lot of Marvel too yeah but just from these uh, massive amounts of movies there's a lot of lore out there that is official like film canon I guess yeah and and there there's no end in sight for it you know like they're 
They've no. announced movies coming yeah. into like 2020. And they're getting into like so. Inhumans and stuff. Like that's yeah. and a lot of stories that are covering. I don't even know who that is. To be honest, now there's the, the black the black bowl. I got no. I dipped out of Marvel, man. Like when the when the movie universe got so big, I was like, man, fuck it. Like I'm not gonna. I I'm not gonna. Dip double dip I don't want to read comics and then watch all these movies so like, I'm just going to watch these shows well because you get invested in, you get, you so get invested invested. in stories yeah I do and it was like same with DC I right? mean they confuse each other it, it pisses me off so like I, it would be impossible for you to read a Green Arrow comic and watch the show oh man I would just be frustrated <laughs> which is why like when they when they when the new 52 took over and everything that I had been invested in was now for naught I was like fuck it I, I'm not going to reinvest because you guys want me to I was happy buying all my comics, and you guys and you guys are like, nah, fuck it. But now all the TV shows, it's like now I've found a new place or like a new way to get like my DC fix, and I don't have to buy comics that after issue twenty you're gonna be like, fuck it, we're going back to number one. <laughs> no, that's not how this works. Well, you're looking for an end. I am looking for an end, or like, or at least like like a conclusion. You know, like don't just fucking halfway through a story be like. Oh, you know what? Actually, we're gonna rewrite number one and basically start over. So go ahead and just throw out your comic collection. Well, it's like Alan Moore. His biggest stance is end your fucking story. If you're just, gonna... yeah, like yeah. exactly. Like your characters can go on. That's fine. Your characters don't have to die. End the story that that fucking character's involved uh, in. I like think we, we talked about this a bit last week with the uh, ripping on. Mark Miller. Miller and, or, well, Kirk Menden complaining about Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Mark Miller at least ended his shit. Yeah. I will give him that. Speaking of Mar- uh, Mark Miller, I was thinking, like, uh, Kick-Ass has got to be, like, the closest movie out that Deadpool is going to be like. Yeah, that's a fair comparison. Like, I mean, obviously, character-wise, completely different. Deadpool oh, has, yeah, like, I just mean, like, the violence. Yeah, like, the violence kind of funny. The adult approach. Yeah. yeah, which is exciting oh. to... To see, I but the weirdest thing about Kick Ass was it was about kids, but yeah, they yeah, still treated it like an adult film. Yeah, which got weird. <laughs> which is weird because, and this has been a big thing forever in like horror movies, especially like these child actors in films that they're legally not allowed to watch. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird thing to do. Yeah, you know, like how is the human rights like? How do they get around that? You know, well, I mean, legally not allowed to watch. I mean, is there no way that I? No, can... I'm sure, I can guarantee they go to the premieres of these films. Yeah, but can I? If as a parent, but I, I, I don't. If know. I was a parent, could I not be like, yeah, my kid can go and see this movie? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't you, think. You, I yeah, no, you can. You, you can take like, a kid to a rated R movie. You just yeah. need a, an adult to. to but no, I think just like morally, it's weird. Yeah. I don't know, like, I, I mean... Because we're, we're saying, as a collective, that these someone of that age is not allowed to watch that okay, movie. Okay, but at the same but time... But we're letting them act it. No, but those kids, right? But I they mean, got their parents' permission. Just no, like no, but... Yeah, yeah, no, but, it, but... No, because it Are these parents doing the right thing? The biggest thing, yeah, right, know, is to draw a disconnect between the, what you're watching isn't real, right? And a lot of kids can't tell that difference. But if a kid is an actor, they're behind the scenes... They're watching them. Well, they, the no, magic I, is I, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, like to yeah. them, they're like, oh, I get that this isn't real, and that's the biggest concern. Yeah, I think that that's, yeah, that's exactly the line, and the line that you're... But we can't parents, deny that children have been used in some fucked up scenes. Yeah, but they're... Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Oh, but, fuck yeah. But I think I it's, again, it's like, uh, uh, their parent should know their kid well enough to know, is the, the child prepared, like, can they handle this? Do they, like, understand? And, and a parent should know that. Well, history is proven they can't. I've certainly been abused. Yeah, well, name like, no, but I mean, kids I, get I, we can name. Well, look at Macaulay Culkin. I was gonna say, like, there's more fucking unsuccessful child actors. 
Kurt Russell was a child actor, I'm pretty sure. That guy's fucking look at, like, sound. I think a lot of Josh Brolin. He was a child actor. Was he? I yeah. think a good example is like he was Jodie Goonies. Foster in Taxi Driver. Like I know that like she had to go through like a psychological exam before or after that movie or something. <laughs> like uh, because of like the ending scene in that. Her being involved well, in it. Was, um, like, have you guys seen the movie Funny Games? No. Funny Games. Oh, That's where yeah. like uh, Jimmy from Boardwalk Empire yeah. and some other guy like take a family hostage. Yeah. Tim Roth and Naomi Watts were in that movie. That's and a apparently movie. Tim Roth refused to watch the movie when he finished filming it. He was like, this is too fucked up. I'm not watching this. Yeah. That's cool, though. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I, get it. And I feel like that's a good horror movie. I think the movie... Yeah, it's so fucked up the actors don't want to watch it after because it was so traumatizing to film. I liked it up until, like, the last couple of minutes. Like, it's weird. I think for I acting in it might, like, for certain kids be a little bit less traumatizing than actually watching it. Because, like... They understand then how movies it's are made. It's probably fun. You know, they get like, oh, the, fake. the blood bursts out of that guy's head, and I saw Ooh. how it was hooked up. And I saw him alive. After, yeah, yeah. You know? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Like some kid watching it. But in Fantasyland, yeah. not all kids can understand that concept. Yeah, you know? exactly. Where, like, a kid who's acting in it knows it's not real. He, they're acting it. You know? <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm sure it's fun for a child actor to do a horror movie. This was always well, like. Well, he's fucking, yeah, unless it's like some scary ass mask you prepared of. But I'm sure you're mature enough that you're like, damn, that's a scary-ass mask. This is going to be a good movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is like a, like a dark concept I thought was kind of funny. It's like in the future, not in the future, just like actors that grow up and like end up getting like Alzheimer's or something and can no longer tell the difference between like... Did you just say Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's? <laughs> I'm sorry. Just after, I'm working at the factory. I heard so many people fucking say Alzheimer's. Old timers. Old timers. Well, no, but anyway, just like, <laughs> just like dementia in general, right? But like actors that can't tell the difference between like roles they played in real life. Like if when Christian Bale is 80, he starts slipping out of reality and he starts thinking he's Batman. <laughs> and like. You, know, you just like start hearing. Well, him. that's Birdman. That's what that movie was he, about. Yeah, right. Or like Morgan <laughs> yeah. Freeman dies when he tries to walk across the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Freeman attempts swimming across the Antarctic Ocean. You know, just like silly things. <laughs> or that, or just Johnny Depp fucking loses it. I can see that he's got a lot of crazy roles. He'd be the scariest. Who would you predict to be the next Johnny. actor? Johnny Depp to go what? To go crazy. Oh, like we, my brother and I were talking about this. My, my brother was like yeah. Shia LaBeouf. And oh like, yeah, well he's already like, there. No, but I could. I was like, I come up with like a different scenario. It's like Shia LaBeouf goes crazy, beats a person to death, then tries to fake it, drags them out into public, and makes it look like he hits them with their car, then pleads innocence, <laughs> and then like. Then we found out it was a performance film, and he ripped it off. <laughs> yeah, and then like the guy actually lived, but went into hiding after for the rest of his life. Yeah, just like, a rag on his head. I could just see Charlie like, faking it. Yeah, he's a he, he's quite a character. I think he's fun. I don't mind it. Yeah, that art for the well, sake of a, art. He's a pretty good actor. I mean, he's not I mean, bad. He's annoying. He does some shit movies, life, but, but like yeah, like he. I mean, Transformers, Transformers movies suck, but I don't, I don't think it's really his fault. But I love the idea <laughs> that he didn't fucking shower just to get into his role. Oh, for Fury? And watch horses die. <laughs> how do you do that? that? That's the story, right? How do you, how do you set up watching horses? Well, I never heard that watching horses oh, die. Oh, yeah, well, that's a true story, yeah, right? Tell us. Well, I mean, I don't know that I... It's a true story. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I can't even tell you where I heard this from, but yeah, just that uh, my brother probably told me, and again, like, he's a trusted it's just, It's a myth, but it's a funny myth. Yeah, it's a myth. legend. But, uh... <laughs> 
The Shia LaBeouf was like going out to farms and some shit. What was the movie? Oh, Fury. Fury, yeah. Yeah, right? And in the scene, I think that he's in, like, they're watching people die and there's like horses dying or something and he's supposed to react to it and so to prep for the role, he went and watched horses die. <laughs> and then the other one was that like, because he, to prep for the role, he refused to shower because he said that, you know, in wartime like that, they wouldn't be able to so through for like, yeah, for like weeks sad. at a time he wouldn't shower and then the rest of the cast Unsaid. It was, just was like horrible. complaining because he they were such a, like they were in, stuck in a tank like, with yeah, that's the way it is people would get cranky around each yeah, other yeah like Shia LaBeouf got the he got the right reactions you know he's like but is that method acting I don't know so my, my favorite my favorite thing I heard about um, <laughs> my favorite thing I heard about Shia LaBeouf is a Vice article I read where someone went to this like studio downtown LA apparently you pay to go in and there's a table with objects on it. And you choose an object, and then fucking... You what are some of the objects? I, I don't... I can't remember, but they a were shoe? just random as hell. We'll say a shoe. They meant nothing. It meant nothing. So you choose an object, and then someone would escort you into a back room where Shia LaBeouf was sitting at a table, and they would... I don't know if they brought the object with them, or they told you... Told Shy Shy. Yeah. I call him Shy. <laughs> 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 they told Shy what the object was. And then you would sit there and fucking, apparently he would talk to you. Or some people claimed he saw there in silence. Like, it was, you chose, like, brawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Indiana Jones shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, like, he did this for, like, a, a few days or, like, a weekend in downtown L.A., a little pop-up shop, studio. Flash art. Well, like, I don't know, a lot of people thought it was bullshit and got upset about it, but whatever. If it wasn't that much money, I would probably pay 50 bucks to go do that. Why? When you yeah, buy a ticket to weird. something you don't know what it's about, like, when you people were, did they know they were going to see Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Oh, well, it's like... So, wait, so you just bought a ticket to, like, you get to see Shia But they didn't know what was happening. <laughs> but, like, as soon as the first person did it, like, I'm sure they fucking tweeted, like, yeah, yeah. weird shit ever... And then eventually Vice was like, go. <laughs> Why? Well, I don't know how you'd be disappointed if you paid for something you didn't know what you were buying. You're just like, that's... That's hype. That's art. <laughs> that's like, yeah, you got, that's like art you got to take home. That feeling of emptiness. It's like what Shia LaBeouf's life is like, and it costs like, what, 25 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling it wasn't that expensive. I would hope it wouldn't be, like, expensive at all. I don't I mean, know. Just... I, I would pay, like... Just 80 bucks. Just to see him in his... No, like, just to do that. To, just to look at the the experience. The whole the thing, thing. And then have Chad LaBeouf talk to you. Or well, that's like... Um, I sit there and talk about Evan Stevens the whole time. <laughs> well, I'm just going to go, hey, dude, you were in Bulls. Remember that? There's this woman <laughs> that put on this uh, art show at uh, the Museum of Modern Art in New York where she sat at a table for three months and people would go pay to go into the fucking museum mm-hmm. and sit across the table from, from her. That sounds so uncomfortable. There's an entire documentary about it on Netflix, and honestly, I started watching it and I was like, I'm so pissed off right now. This is the fucking stupidest, lamest thing I've ever fucking seen in my entire life. I teared up by the end of it. Alright, that's weird. All and right. I thought it was insanely powerful. So, did she like Touch them? Just get she up and go to the She said bathroom? nothing. Yeah. No. Not at all. Not during, like, she would only do it during museum hours. So she would do it eight hours a day for three months in a row. And sit there, no, not go not, uh, No, but she had something installed in her. So she had, like, a catheter. She, she, not a catheter, but she had, like, a like a bedpan in her chair. You could go fucking eight hours to take a piss. 
Yeah, no, you can't, especially when you're not drinking anything for your eyes. No, but no, but the biggest thing is that she was in pain by the end of it. Oh yeah, and like her back was killing her. That's art. Pain is pain is art. No, but just like people, people would just sit there and stare into her eyes, and the footage of it was very powerful. Yeah, I, I don't know. You'd see some fucking weird reactions on my face. That just are uncomfortable. I'm just already feel it. I feel uncomfortable just imagining. I, you, I, I, you're like bracing yourself right now, <laughs> like for the sake of the podcast. You're like Greg does look very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's hard to get Greg to sit across the table for us for an hour in a podcast, let alone eight hours a day in a museum. <laughs> but no, it, it's a really good documentary. Um, I'll I'll look it up. What it's called. Is this like a new segment where we're going to answer questions? Well, I oh, think yeah. it's a good thing. Oh, yeah, mystery. well, after episode two, we needed to answer some. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not mystery? Mysterious? Shout out to people who listen to episode two. Tight, yeah, tight <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm not looking up anything. I'm actually coming up with a topic. But, uh, I don't know, Greg, you got anything? Other than uh, performance art? Because <laughs> I know you're a real big and fan. And speaking of performance art and like <laughs> nice edgy segue. and controversial... <laughs> The, the film was called The Artist is Present. And that Speaking was, about presents now. <laughs> Go ahead. No, yeah, but, uh, you know, it all works. I'll take whatever you just said and spin it. Say that again. The Artist Speaking is Present. Speaking about presents. That was, that was the name of the, of the, the documentary. Exhibit. Oh, and, the, and the documentary. Okay, well, speaking of The Artist is Present, we uh, were just listening to Kanye West. His new album. Just oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll just say online that one of us has a title account, and that's how we heard it. But um, there, there's a possibility we. Well, some people, I guess, we didn't listen to it that way. Some people were getting it, like they were paying for the title thing and didn't even. So get Kyle, it. I'm assuming you know nothing about this. Oh, uh, I knew that he was releasing it. Oh, did you? Yeah, because uh, Twitter is a thing. Uh, uh, you no, I don't follow Kanye because he doesn't follow me back. But through, <laughs> uh, I did hear that Kanye was releasing a new album. Which I can't remember the name of right now. I want to say it was like, it's one word or something, right? No, it's it so funny that you say that. The Life of Pablo. Yeah, oh, okay. No, it was something else. No, you changed the, the name all like, the time. I want to say four or five times. Yeah. yeah. But I saw the track list. The funniest thing is, it. I was on um, this subreddit called Black People Tweets. <laughs> so Are they all in caps? Is, yeah, other, or, or all <laughs> yeah, low yeah, caps. Black Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black yeah. People Twitter? But like, the one is like, this motherfucker's releasing his game like a video game. This motherfucker's gonna patch one of his songs. Because <laughs> he is releasing a game, too. Well, that's a thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I think he put out some footage not that long ago. I haven't actually seen it yet. That would uh, be it's amazing. about his mother going to heaven, I think. Oh, man. Man, are you like an angel and you gotta help guide her to heaven? I don't know. This I don't know shit. anything about it. Oh, what I just damn. Said. I gotta look this up. Kanye West video uh, game. All he said about it was that, yeah, it's like he's. I bet it's gonna be really visually. Pleasing. I think a little while ago he tweeted like, uh, "Game like in the works. This shit is hard or something like that." And that's all he said. <laughs> this shit's <laughs> hard. He's like, yeah, I'm this, feeling these puzzle like, games. It's gotta hard. be a lot more work going into production of a video game. Like I think he probably sits in a studio, pu- puts out an album in a few days if he really puts his mind to it. You know, where a video game's gonna take a while. It's not like he can like come up with an idea and it's ready to go the next day. Well, he's a little different, man. He's not like your average rapper that can just punch out or push out a fucking mixtape every month, where he actually does the production to, with the music yeah. and shit. So when he drops an album, it is pretty important, you know. Well, it's not just a guy rocking over a bunch of people's like computer beats. What did you think of the album? I I was so confused by how I felt because the auto tune is everywhere. 
And I don't have the biggest problem with it. I can get behind it if it where it's necessary, which is I guess arguable. But whenever he rapped on the album, I thought it was fucking. Which fantastic. you noticed way more when he stopped auto tuning. I, I don't know. I liked it. Like, I thought. It was I thought yeah, no, I thought it. I'll give it a positive fucking review. You guys are gonna spend like the rest of the podcast being like, are they, are they being real? But no, oh uh, yeah, like me and Greg are Kanye West fans for sure. You're, you're, we we you're, love I to know. think of him as like an Andy Kaufman type character, but deep down, <laughs> I do genuinely like some of his music. That's okay. Probably, that's, that's weird. Probably sixty percent of his music I like. Okay, so that's that's a weird thing to say. Like We're I'm going a to see fan, Col- and I only like. A little bit above half of his Yeah, stuff. but he's got a lot of fucking music, man. Fair enough. I don't listen to Kanye West. Like, I know, like, a few songs. Yeah. If the hits, the singles. You just, but he's fun to think about. But yeah, I was just going to say, like, it's the like the lore around him is the <laughs> greatest part. Yeah, you know, it's uh, like, he's definitely a very quotable human being for the weird shit he says and does. Well, he just put out a song where one of the lines is, we made a million a minute. We made a million a minute. And he's talking about when he releases Nike shoe. And what's he talking about? With when the- it went online, he made a million dollars a minute. Fucking, like, this is a God dream? Yeah, the first song on the on the new album, uh, The Life of Pablo, the, I, he talked about God dreams. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous, but it's fun. If I, get, okay, like, if I could pick a fantasy world to live in. Be Kanye West mine? Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, uh, fuck Middle Earth, fuck Star Wars. Yeah, all Kanye, Kanye West's Kanye West mind. mind. I like, uh, like I think it was Lindsay wanted me to make a, an Urban Dictionary definition the other day, but it ended up already being a thing. <laughs> and it was Kanye confidence. Kanye confidence. You have like Kanye levels of confidence. <laughs> it's like ascending to a new level of sure, like being Kanye sure of yourself. Fidence. Yeah, he's the most sure of himself human being. I love Ever. you like Kanye Seriously. loves Kanye. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. got a song about that <laughs> about how he speaks of himself in the third person the entire time. And there's something a little I bit check out the inspirational, album. I guess, about that. But all and he all, talks I, about himself referring to himself in the third person. I yeah, I come from a place of uh, second guessing myself every step of the way, and you know, don't generally have a ton of confidence. So watching someone do that, I'm like, I don't like you because you're you too too sure of yourself, man. Like I just second guess a little bit of this, and you might be a little better. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm sure I'm really someone does. who regrets very little. You know, it's like, well, know. like that's one of the biggest hypes about the album is that like through Twitter he said he was dropping so many songs. So I guess he is selective. Yeah, yeah, he knows that not everything's perfect. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he. <laughs> There's something very entertaining about him. I don't exactly have a grasp on it, and I don't know how he's managed to become so popular Man. when most people don't think, like, most people consider him a better producer than an actual, like, artist. His beats are awesome. Yeah, yeah and so that that's interesting, you know? That, But I guess that happens with a lot of rappers and, like, R&B artists. So I get it, like, you know. You can look at, like, Usher or something. Like, people are like, oh, I liked Usher, but then it's like, he was more, like, he became more famous through finding other artists. Who the fuck is Usher? Justin Bieber. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for saying who the fuck is Usher. I kind of respect that. Um, But uh, something I want to bring up is uh, you 
tweeted Jeff Lemire the other night. Mm. When, uh, right after the podcast. Yeah, we, we podcasted about uh, how to pronounce like his name. Said, we, we said we're friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he got right back to you, which is really funny. And his name is Jeff Lemire. Yeah, I was glad we got it right through the whole podcast, so that's good. Well, I mean, you know, to say that we don't know that that's how it was pronounced is probably wrong, because we've, we've definitely watched... YouTube well, videos met him, of him. But I mean, like, I didn't ask him how to say his name when I. No, heard, but I mean, so. we've, we've watched. <laughs> I YouTube think we videos. talked about doing that though. Yeah, and we just didn't do it. Yeah, we were just like, <laughs> my books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you like phonetically pronounce your name as you're writing it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was very nice, of him, man. Me. Thank you. Well, the funniest thing about like the last time I saw him, I went to go see uh, Dust. What's the name? Hey, Dusted. Dusted. Okay, yeah, because last podcast we couldn't remember his name. We're dicks. But it's Dustin, and now, and I don't, I do know, like, I could see I say his when, last name, but I don't know how to say Nugent, it. when? Like, N-Y-G. Oh, well, I'm sorry, we don't know how to pronounce your name, but <laughs> Dustin, <laughs> when? Yeah, we'll tweet I, I went to go see him, because I, I, I knew he was at a, the Comic-Con in Toronto, Fan Expo, like, two years ago, and I brought my Superman books, because, like, alongside Jim Lee, he was doing the side story and the Superman stories. Oh, nice. So I brought my uh, Superman. His art's beautiful. And then I was like, oh, can you please sign these? And I looked to my right, right beside him, and fucking Jeff and was just sitting there just like doodling on a piece of paper. Yeah, I was there. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking amazing. Well, for the sake of the podcast. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I was just... Yeah, was for, for like, <laughs> I remember that like you were a there. Good of, no, for a good chunk of that story, I was like, man, I wish I was there for that. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I remember I had my uh, Justice League Canada on me and like uh, some of my Trillium books. I was like, um, um, can you please sign these? And that's when he was first advertising Descender. Yeah. We had no idea what it was. Well, that's the, yeah, I have their autograph on a print for Descender before Descender even came out. Yeah, we had no idea what it was. You had the print signed and now it's one of the biggest image books out. I uh, like issue... One and went on to like third printing, third, third or fourth printing. Well, my brother just said he bought all the descenders and he couldn't find one or two, so he had to buy the trade. See, well, that's good. We jumped on that. Yeah, and like it's only on issue nine or ten. It's a great story if you guys want to check out some. Yeah, some awesome I, I would say like next to Saga or like East and West, it's probably like the top three. It's really beautiful. I, mean, I was wondering this too, and it kind of. I wish I didn't think about shit like this because it kind of ruins it. But so I'm gonna read it for you. <laughs> like one of my favorite things about Descender is the back, like is the backgrounds are really empty, you know, and it's just. What do you like, call unfinished art, though? I don't see. I was gonna say this now. Fucking Mark Miller always is writing stories with movie directors, right, and setting shots up like that. Jeff Lemire, Descender got picked like right after issue one or right before it got released. Descender was announced that it was gonna be picked up for a movie, and I'm wondering if that was intentional then. To write the background scenes. That really, was an announcement? Yeah, for it to be vacant so that when you watch the movie, you're not being like well, disappointed that it doesn't Do you think it's going to be a short story then? Because well, it doesn't seem like that. Yeah, I don't know, right? But someone bought the rights, right? And I'm wondering then, it's like, when you if you sold the rights, do you intentionally then fucking put well, as little... This is a trilogy. Right? Yeah, we don't know how long the story's going. And I don't want to hate on it because it's a beautiful story and it looks great. Like It's like watercolors and it's, it's like a lot of whites... Right, but it does look like unfinished art, but it's still beautiful. But I'm hoping that they didn't it, that it was intentional. Like we're we have a you know like we like black and white, we like minimalist color, and so I mean if you tell me if he told me it was all intentional, Jeff, you know if you're listening, buddy, just send us another tweet, tell us, you're like Greg, it was all intentional, the lack of color, it wasn't because we're 
hoping that some movie director is going to fill that background with some shitty CGI. Yeah. So, you know like, yeah, I mean? if they were to remake it to, like, keep the same visual aesthetic of, like, well, a no, very but, minimalist yeah, like, look. Was this just, like, a fill-in-the-blanks fill for whoever bought the fucking script? No, I feel like he knows where the story's going. I feel like it's going to be a really simple story. Because as soon as Tim 21, spoiler alert, meets up with Andy, or whatever, is that the name of his yeah. companion? We're going to... Probably meet the halfway point of the story. Yeah. Because we've already met probably half of the races from the planets. Yeah, I mean, it's a good story. It's like Toy I feel I, like I, the, the I, races like are... Toy Story to... meets Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you, we kind of ripped on Mark Miller for doing that shit. Now, some of this, some where, of like, best you're, you're, you're writing it for a movie and, as well as a comic, and you're saying that you actually he left certain art out just so that it could be filled in later in a movie no that, like, that's, that's not sounds, what he meant by uh, that okay then like, I, no, no we're he, hope so like it's just very plain art where in he'll, he'll watercolor the characters doing their thing but sometimes he'll just leave the backgrounds white okay so there is something going but on there just, your imagination fills in the okay, blanks so, uh, but he's that saying happens. that hopefully some, the director will go use that like, okay. no, if, not I, no, fill no, in like, the, the opposite is like not, not use that as a green screen. You know? Yeah, like mm. that Jeff Lemire and fucking Dustin weren't just like, oh, we'll leave this blank, so that when they make a movie out of it, no, they're doing it. He's doing like there's no comic art like it. No, really. it's, it's it looks great. Like it almost looks like a dream, but it's not. Yeah, and it definitely gives you like a feeling of the universe if you if you see that artwork. You're like, oh, well, because it, it does work like in space, it's all white, but the one planet is kind of red. You know, like the it's like silver on that robot planet. I don't know. Like there is like a color theme. It's good. It's beautiful. It's good. All right, I got one last question that I'll be should be quick to end everything on. Uh, if you got your mind. A race, or ha could have your mind erased. This was like weirdly a little bit in the news the other day, just because Joe I saw Rogan, something about it on, t on Twitter. Reddit. Yeah, and, and okay, so so you've seen like uh, Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, Eternal Sunshine for a spot of time. So that's happened. You can get that, and you're gonna get the experience of totally reading recall. or watching or playing a game, a movie, or a comic, or a book. For the first time, you just just to go back and experience something new again. For the first time, what thing would you wipe out? With the light, without. Oh, man, uh, this is like a way different podcast because, like, fuck me, you know, like that's so dangerous. Way different. No, no, no. no, no, no I want to say that's a whole other topic because, like, there's ways to like experience something new for the first time without erasing your memories. It's just like I'm just giving a hypothetical. No, yeah, it's like, the hypothetical. It. No, it's dangerous and you lose your soul. No, no. Okay. <laughs> what I'm are not you talking about? about? It's a really simple question. Yeah, man. I'm not actually going to erase your mind, Greg. It's just a hypothetical. What would you want to re-experience again? <laughs> because that's how you lose your soul. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I want to take your soul. Greg. Fuck, man. Um, see, so like with the hindsight knowing how much I loved it, I would probably, therefore, have to pick the thing I loved the most. Like, didn't we go to see Danny? But, but some awesome. things that I love a lot aren't necessarily that I loved them the first time I read them or, or played them for a video game. Like, oh, uh, like, what about, like, maybe not feeling it? Because you're not in the right mood that, yeah, that yeah. time. But, and then not actually getting into but it. But what about something where you feel like 
you didn't get into it. So there and are now, repercussions. But now, if you went back and experienced it for the first time, maybe you would. Like a different headspace. I don't know. Like I have some easy ones to throw there, but quick. You got like a quick question. Yeah, this is not a quick question. <laughs> well, I didn't. Um, I didn't honestly expect such a no, but it's fine. We can, we can roll as long as we want. Well, what's your answer? Um, Why don't? Because you, you you thought this would be an easy question. No, well, honestly, I kind so, of. I mean, if you can rewrite history just for yourself. Oh, well, like age is a big thing too, because like there's so many things from when I was a child. Like I want to say Indiana Jones, but. If I were to never have seen Indiana Jones and I watch it now as an adult, it's not going to be the same thing. No, I mean, a lot of people don't so like it. So it has to be something that I would still like as an adult. Yeah, something kind of modern. Because I wouldn't want to lose it, you yeah. know? Some things are lost in time, right? Like, you play, like, uh, Goldeneye now or something, right? That doesn't have the same it, it's gone. You right? know, it's nostalgia. Yeah, so, like, nostalgia has to be a side with this question. Yeah, it has to be gone, yeah. yeah. So it has to be fairly modern. But then, yeah. But then, or something, something you, or something you well, at we, least experienced. Well, we have recent. Well, we made jokes. That Maybe uh, like uh, the Inkle. Ooh, okay, yeah, that's a good one. Reread the Inkle. So the Inkle is uh, a book by Mobius and uh, Alexander Jodorowsky. 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 Um, he's the guy that um, uh, Joe Rosky's Dune is all about. It's on Netflix. If you've never seen it, definitely anyway. watch that. Um. Yeah, it's like a just an epic tale, and I read it about two years ago, a year and a half ago. Yeah, and uh, it was epic. It, it changed the way I looked at storytelling, and I just remember like it was something that I actually got hyped on. Where like I would text Greg when I got to a certain point, being like, "Oh my fucking god!" Yeah, well, we we, we had a hardcover of it, and we were reading it at the same time, and like so you could see each other's bookmarks, <laughs> and you would know. When I read past what Cody had read, or when he had read past what I'd read, and yeah, that was fun. It would that that was a good, but I don't know that it was like worth fucking risking my soul just to read that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, that's the one I would just easily throw. What about you, Kyle? Mine would definitely be pro. It being video games, like, well, there's like a difficulty in thinking about. What game, like I said, would so stand I would the, the test of time? I would do the witness skin right now. Yeah, you just go back. Like, it's a been week. A, it's been about a week. It's just like no. Yeah, I would love to just like I'll start again without knowing. Yeah. Fuck yeah. See, for me, I would think yeah, it's probably ones we already talked about. It's like Portal or the Legend of Zelda, like Ocarina of Time, where that rediscovery of like yeah. that feeling of like high. See, do so you much. think Ocarina would hold up? Because if imagine if Ocarina of Time came out today as an indie yeah, game that Zelda just... never came out before. Uh, it, I think it would... It would be it would amazing. Be, yeah. And I, I honestly, like, I'm replaying it right now. Like, I just started... I have it for a 3DS. Like, the, yeah. they remade it there. And, you know, so it has perfectly passable modern mobile graphics. Like, it doesn't look shitty. Like, it doesn't look great. But it doesn't look, like, terrible anymore. So you can see it again in a, a passable visual style. And, yeah, like, uh, I'm going through, but I'm, like... You know, I'm not talking to people that aren't important. You know, I'm just like I know where I need to go all the time. I'm running. The, like, but it's now part it's just of, muscle part memory. Of the story, man. Yeah, but now it's just muscle memory. You know, I played through that is game it, like. Is seven it still times. rewarding now though? Imagine, no, it's imagine not, if it's you could erase it and then talk to all these people again and be like, "This is a world I've never discovered." No, it, well, the, yeah, then it would be cool. Because right Ocarina now, was so, definitely the first Zelda game I ever played. 
Yeah, it was the first one. I might have watched my dad play I one of the earlier ones. Backfiring, but... like you go like getting like a Zelda tattoo and then being all for just get your memory erased and like. Kyle, what is it? What is the no, Triforce yeah. mean? Yeah, you go and play yeah. Zelda. You're and then like, you play the Witness. Like, this is fuck. the symbol I've never seen. Yeah, yeah. The dumbest <laughs> fucking game I've ever played. <laughs> that could. That that's the danger in Backfire. Yeah. The, the real danger is, is not, not your game. soul being lost. But Man, I mean, yeah, so uh, that that's just it. It's like if, if anyone's out there listening, so you probably want to go back and wish you'd never listened to these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this has been a this has been a fun episode. Can re-listen to it again for the first time. Yeah, we're at the one month mark. We'll uh, keep doing it. Please uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, and the SoundCloud channel. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at two versus three. Uh, thank you for listening again today. I'm Kyle. I'm Cody. I'm Co- I'm Greg. <laughs> You're Kyle. <laughs> it happens. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>